This week, we have just come from the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta, and we're going to talk about that with Joel Holland from Harvest Host, and we're going to talk about some new exciting things coming to the RV industry. This is RV Miles. This fall, L.L. Bean wants to help you get outfitted for all that's out there with tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. Here's a tip to help you stay comfortable when camping in cold weather. Before bed, boil some water, pour it into your water bottle, and stick it into the foot of your sleeping bag. The heat will radiate out, giving you toasty toes and a comfy night's sleep. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode 254 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016 here at RV Miles. We talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, and a lot more. We are sitting to you here. Uh, are we sitting to you here? <laughs> we are sitting for you here <laughs> in the heat of the New Mexico sun, which is great because we have had so Whoa. much rain. I didn't know it rained this much <laughs> in New Mexico. I mean, I know that they were very happy to have it. Yeah. So I don't want to complain too hard, but it did put a little bit of a wet damper on this year's balloon fiesta. Yeah, so we just left the the 50th annual Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta, and we were there for about two weeks, or at least Abby was. I left for a week to go to Elkhart, Indiana, uh, to sort of experience the open house, which is where they show off all the new stuff to the RV dealers. And there's some exciting stuff. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. And you know, this year, like you said, it was the 50th. They actually did set a record this year. And I believe the record was what the was that this was the first year there was never an evening glow. Yeah, it was, you know, every night they intend to set up all the balloons in the evening and they, you know, Pull, pull the cord and, and let the fires rip and you get to see them all glow out on the field and the kids get to go collect cards from all the uh, pilots and everything. And every single one of them was either rained or uh, winded Wind. out. Yeah. So. And I know I could be really wrong on that stat. That was a stat that was shared with me. So if I yeah. am wrong and you've been in the past and there's been no evening glow, just let us know down in the comments or you can say something over on the RV Miles Facebook group. But I have to say, you know, that there were a lot of this year's, a lot of like out of controls. Obviously, no one can control the weather. You just, you can't do anything about that. That first week before the glow officially kicks off, or I mean the fiesta officially kicks off, you know, you can arrive as early as that Monday. Nothing really starts though until Friday. That whole week was warm. It was gorgeous. And the weekend was uh, windy. We got a few morning activities in, but then... Here comes the rain. Uh, it, and wild, it, strong rains. We did have several morning launch days that were fantastic. Oh, gorgeous. Uh, but uh, the evenings were just kind of all of us. We still had a fantastic time. We but did. We'll, and we'll talk more in the future about some more tips. We did an episode of, uh, last year after going on tips yeah. on visiting the Balloon Fiesta. But to reiterate the big point we made last year, because a similar thing happened last year where a lot of the 
events on the second weekend were canceled is try to be there for both weekends or at least for several days because if you uh, if you get there in bad weather, you're going to miss out on everything. So as I mentioned before, we arrived in Albuquerque uh, on the Monday uh, that you could arrive. And then on Tuesday, I flew out that morning to Elkhart, Indiana uh, to go to the RV dealer open house. Yes, uh, so the, the RV industry, they sort of, all the manufacturers put out all their models and let the dealers come see them. And some of the stuff that is there is stuff that you haven't seen before. So that was very exciting. And there are some, there's some takeaways that I have from that experience that I want to share with you. Um, and the first one being that, uh, you know, a, a while back we did a video on, uh, it was part of one of our news roundups on how ladders were going away from RVs. Yeah, you really stirred the pot with that one. Well, what happened was there was some, there was some sort of change in the code. The, the RV manufacturers do have a code to which they build by. Uh, and the, the change in the code required them to have stronger mounting points, much stronger mounting points for the ladders uh, on the backs of RVs. And that was going to require some RVs to be re-engineered. Uh, so what happened instead was a lot of manufacturers just pulled ladders from RVs. So Lippert, uh, which is a company that makes products and parts that go on virtually every RV out there, uh, they came up with a solution. And you may have seen these first on the Embers that came out last year. Uh, Embers are sort of like cool little off-road trailers. And what they did was they had these expandable ladders, uh, which is what we have. We've carried an expandable ladder for uh, since we had the bus, since we had the bus. that was how I got up on the roof yes. when we first got the bus. So we've had that thing for a very long time and I, I love it. Um, but Lippert has come up with their own version plus an attachment point that can go on RVs. So this fall, all the new 2023 RVs, you're going to start seeing a lot of these sort of ladder attachment points and RVs coming with one of these expandable ladders that allows you to get up onto the roof that way. And I like that because you can then move the ladder around the RV. You're not going to be able to attach it all the way around. But if you don't want to stand on your roof, say, and you want to like, like I do often is wipe down our solar panels. Mm-hmm. But if I don't want to actually stand on the roof, I just want to get to the roof and reach over and wipe them down. You can do that by just moving a ladder around or, or get the stuff off the top of your slide. So you're going to start to see a lot of those. I saw that on a lot of trailers at the, uh, the, at the dealer expo. So the next thing that I thought was really cool is all the RVs under the Cherokee group of Forest Rivers. Cherokee is sort of a division of Forest River. Forest River makes something like 40% of all the RVs out there. They have like 50 different brands. And the Cherokee group is responsible for several of those brands, including Sabre, which is uh, what we're brand ambassadors for. And we drive around in the Sabre. All the new Sabres and then all the other RVs under the uh, Cherokee division are going to come uh, this year with silver tinted windows, which not only look really cool and are great for privacy, but I have put silver tint up in our kids' loft. I didn't do a great job of it. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's but starting I, to come but off. But I have done it, <laughs> and it has made a dramatic difference in the heat oh, in their loft. So dramatic. Different. Uh, and to be able to have that done in the factory and the whole thing, I think you're going to see a real significant uh, experience benefit when you're out in the hot sun and you don't have yeah. air conditioning available. So that was something I thought was cool. Um, 
a lot of the manufacturers worked this year, especially at Forest River, in removing sort of those areas that are kind of blocked off and don't do anything. Mm -hmm. So if you're ever in any Facebook groups of a certain model of RV, often there will be a lot of hacks where people are like, oh, look, you can remove this panel and there's more storage room behind it. Yep. So a lot of the brands have started to sort of work at opening up those spaces and making them more little unique cubby type storages which I thought was also cool. I love a good hidden compartment. So I was kind of excited about that one. I'm noticing the next one on the list is really speaking to my heart. It's something I have been uh, swooping and swirling about for years. Better graphics. Better uh, graphics. The, the graphics are, they have been improving over the last couple of years. Uh, they are dramatically improving. They're more uh, stylish, contemporary, simple, and elegant. Case in point, the new Cardinals, Cardinal fifth wheels, uh, the Cardinal one is their sort of new line. Cardinal one is really cool. Uh, not only because it has really great simplistic graphics. Have you ever noticed that like the, the name of the brand on the front of the RV mm -hmm. is often just really, really big, like way too big. Like if you bought a car, you know, the brand name, the little blue oval on the front of our Ford is, you know, it's pretty small, <laughs> right? They, yes. But they just blast the name. Well, Cardinal is not. They've <laughs> they've reduced it very small. And the, the Cardinal one is a great example of not only graphics, but also they're doing something really unique with it. So this is a new, brand new line. And it is going to be uh, touted as the most affordable fifth wheel on the market. Oh. Um, which, you know, you might sound to you like, oh, well, then it's just cheap, right? Mm -hmm. But. What I loved about it is they actually really paid attention to just pulling things off that, you know, are nice that we have, but aren't necessary. So it's a fifth wheel without auto leveling and without electric jacks, you know, so that's that's obviously that's something that people want, but that's thousands of dollars of savings right there. So you can still level it just like you would level a a, a regular uh, travel trailer, but you don't have auto leveling mm -hmm. jacks. Simple stuff like that that they have sort of pulled out in order to still make a really good, what I feel like was a, uh, a aimed at families, fifth wheel, uh, that is going to be uh, in the affordable category, but still looks uh, and feels like it is nice and homey and quality is bright inside, which I really loved. I'll a lot of the browns have finally gone away in a lot of brands. A couple other brands that I thought were really cool, real quickly, Riverstone, which is Forest River's sort of flagship top quality fifth wheels. They have come out with some new, really nice models. Uh, go over to the Big Truck, Big RV YouTube channel. Uh, he toured basically all of them there, including the new Riverstone toy hauler, which is just the most spectacular toy hauler that, that I have ever seen. And one of the things that the Riverstones were doing that I've noticed a lot of the other RVs doing there is, again, with that opening up space thing, is you know how often you have sort of a TV over a fireplace set up uh -huh. on a wall? Well, a lot of them, you just can grab the, uh, the, the handle and pull that entire wall open and there's just tons of storage behind it. Whereas in the past, we've seen, well, maybe the TV flips up. 
Right. But now it is like the entire wall becomes a, a cabinet behind it, which I think is really cool. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about this. I think it's cool. I see a potential for problems uh, depending on what you use that closet for. Sure. Uh, but, you know, the other thing is how hard is it to access the back of the TV in a lot of these units? Oh, sure. And uh, it's, sure. it makes it really convenient to be able to do that, which I thought was great. Um, and then uh, then the the the, the showpiece of the, the, the entire event was the pause by Palomino. And I did, did a video of this on the YouTube channel. I'm not going to go too deep into it. You can go check out that video. But the pause is essentially a new type of one of these off-road overlanding trailers with a lot of comforts still um, and what was exciting to me about it wasn't even just the, the trailer itself, but all the construction methods that went into it. It has this new composite type wall with, that they literally let me hit with a sledgehammer and it didn't dent it. I mean, they whack it as hard as you want, they said, and I did, and it didn't dent it. They Every seam is, is covered with like a uh, truck bed coating. Um, they have a full diamond plate steel underneath, air ride suspension, independent uh, suspension for each of the four wheels, and they're air rides. So then you can even press a button and it lifts them to give you 24 inches of ground clearance. All kinds of great things. So check out that video over on the, on the YouTube channel. I am ready to take that trailer <laughs> on an ultimate <laughs> wild adventure. I wanted to mention too, because I feel it's important. We've talked a lot about Forest River brands yeah. here. And I just think it's really important to mention that that was kind of really... That was kind of my focus, yeah. yeah I, because... I spent most of my time with Forest River since we yes. are brand ambassadors with and them. Also, yeah. it was the way the schedule worked out because you lost that entire Monday yeah. of open house. Yeah. By the time you got in on Tuesday and everything, it... I'll be honest, I didn't quite realize that it basically ends on Wednesday. I thought I had the whole week, and then it was like, oh, it's kind of over. Yeah, uh, and so then by, you were supposed to come home on Saturday, and I think by Wednesday night, I was like, I don't care how much it costs for you to book a flight home on Friday. Get back. Get back here. I'm boondocking. It's hot. Something's up with the solar. I... You, it's been the first time the kids and I have been on our own ever. I was like, it's time to come home, Jason. <laughs> there are a couple of cool things from the supplier end as well. I went to the supplier displays and and one of them I had, had they've been talking to me for months about that I finally got to see in person is this this uh battery slash inverter system from OZX or OzX Corp, which is an Australian company that they're uh, going to be trying to distribute this to RV manufacturers. But basically it's a big 1400 amp hour battery that goes in the frame rails of a trailer and then a box. And that box has the inverter, the charger, wow. the, the solar controller, everything in one box so all the manufacturer needs to do is plug two cables in and you as a consumer if you have a problem with that box you pull it out your short power still works uh you pull it out and they service it and you get it replaced and they warranty it for five years and it's and it's awesome and hopefully uh some manufacturers will implement it and it'll be game changing oh game changer that's uh the best place <laughs> to take a break you just dropped game changing and on top of that I got to go get Henry signed up for his uh, book club class that's right. starting in like four minutes, Jason. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have <laughs> an interview with Joel Holland, who is the CEO and owner of Harvest Host, uh, to talk about their experience as one of the sponsors of the 50th annual 
Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta. We'll be right back. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around, you'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes, a full line of weight distributing hitches, adjustable ball mounts, and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. This episode is sponsored by the folks at RV Mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Abby and I have been using the Dream Foam Series mattress well about nine months now, and we couldn't be happier. We're sleeping better, and we were able to customize it to fit the exact needs of our fifth wheel. RVMattress.com offers a 120-night sleep trial, the ability to pick different sizes and thicknesses depending on your personalized sleep needs, Plus, their products are toxin-free, made in the USA, and incredibly simple to set up. We were able to have ours delivered to the campground, and within hours of unboxing the mattress, it was fully expanded and ready for us to sleep on. RVMattress.com offers free shipping and is currently extending 20% off to the RV Miles community when you visit RVMattress.com slash RVMiles and use the promo code RVMiles. That's RVMattress.com slash RV miles with promo code RV miles for 20% off our thanks to RVmattress.com for supporting this channel and to you for supporting our sponsors. I'm here at the 50th annual Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta with Joel Holland of Harvest Host. Harvest Host is one of the sponsors of the event this year, especially of this awesome campground here that's right next to the field. You get to see six to 800 balloons launch almost every morning. Joel, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Jason. This is fun. Having a blast. So this is your second time here as a, as a person, but you haven't yep. been in a while, and this is Harvest Host's first time as, as a sponsor. How's it going so far? It's great. So I was telling, telling Jason, uh, six years ago, my wife and I came. We weren't married yet. We didn't have a kid. We didn't own Harvest Hosts. We had just started RVing. And I remember pulling in the lot uh, and seeing like rally-style parking, and I was really stressed out because I was like, I don't know if I can park a rig. Um, and then six years later, we figured it all out. <laughs> so, so we're back and we love it. Um, as a host, it's fantastic. It feels like this has become like an RVers event. Yeah. It's like our, it's like our little burning man. Right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, we're standing in this lot right now with hundreds of Airstreams at the moment. They turn over tomorrow, but we're just surrounded by RVers. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Which is not often what people think of when they think of Harvest Hosts, that you're yeah. going to be sort of packed in with a bunch of people, but this is a totally different thing, right? That's right, it's different, it's funny. We, so we sponsored the West VIP lot this year. So it's a Harvest Host VIP lot. We, we had a number of members reach out and say, oh cool, this is Harvest Host, can we just park? <laughs> like, ah, it's a, a little different, it's a little different, yeah. Yeah, you have to get reservations pretty darn early, pretty yes. much the day they're released. Yeah. If anybody wants some tips for next year, make sure to be following their social media so you can find out when they release uh, the days. And one of the good, one of the ways though to get a reservation here is to get in with one of the groups like Harvest Hosts, there's Escapees is here, there's a giant Airstream rally, there's hundreds of Airstreams, right? That's right, right Full-Time Families here. is here, and yeah. yeah, a lot of different caravan groups. Yeah, so you can sort of get in with one of those groups and get in a little bit early before the open to the public reservations happen. But this is such a cool event, and it is very much like a Harvest Host experience because that's what Harvest Host is really all about, right? It's about sort of going to cool places and finding new things to do. That's right, yep. it's a unique experience, which is what we pride ourselves on. Every Harvest Host Day is a unique experience, and it's got a lot of community aspects, right? Every time I go to a Harvest Host or Boondockers Welcome, I meet great people, whether it's the proprietors or the owners, and have good conversations. 
And that's what we've been doing here all week. Everyone just wants to chat and change, exchange like war stories from the road. So it's, yeah, there are a lot of similarities, but like you mentioned, it's also the antithesis of Harvest Hosts because we're packed in a parking mm -hmm. lot. And we always say like, you know, choose a winery over a Walmart, you know, choose a rosé over rest stop. This is probably closer to the rest stop experience <laughs> only for parking, but the community part's really cool. Right, you've got this amazing event happening in the skies above you and just a short walk to the field over there. Yeah. So, uh, so last time you were on the show, I think was something like two years ago, and uh, we sort of talked about some of your favorite experiences uh, visiting t uh, some of Harvest Host locations on the road. Anything new that you can think of that, that has been fun? Man, um, so we now have a, a daughter who's almost two. Yeah. And so that has kind of opened up the world of farms um, and especially alpaca farms yeah. um, and working farms because it's really fun for her to go and actually see the animals. Like she's met, she met her first alpaca, her first chicken, her first um, llama. I mean, these are all things she's found at Harvest Host locations. You know, a lot of them let the kids feed them and pet them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we do more of now. And then of course, when we're feeling gluttonous, my wife and I like to go to the, the winery now and then, uh, you know, to do tasting. So we live in Colorado. We spend a good amount of time in Palisade, which is kind of between Vail and um, Moab. So if you're going west yeah. and a lot of nice wineries and we've got like five or six hosts out there. So, so that's, that's become one of our favorite kind of close to home regions. Yeah. And by the way, close to homes become important <laughs> with fuel prices because yeah. I filled up what yesterday was $250 fill my tank up. So we're noticing a lot of members are now staying closer to home, okay. um, which works because we now have locations like yeah. within 50 miles, pretty much everywhere in the country. Yeah. Except yeah. for the route you took down yeah. from Colorado. <laughs> yes, that was unfortunate. <laughs> but but like I, th I think a lot of people do think of Harvest Host as, as kind of for that long distance traveler for the quick overnights. But, but uh, you're saying lots of people are sort of finding ways to use it closer to home now. That's cool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're, we're saying, you know, adventure adventure nearby or travel far. Like, you can do both. Yeah, yeah. Um, the backyard trip has become more popular. And, I, you know, I'm convinced no matter where you live, there's a state park or a national park or something interesting within a few hours, always. Um, and then our goal at Harvest Host is to try to have a location within uh, under an hour of anywhere you are. And that's what our team is really working on. We're at 7,000 locations now. Some areas are more densely populated than others, but it, it is, I, I don't know the total stat, but I think we're pretty close to having coverage for almost anywhere you are. I assume you know, since this big RVing boom that we've been in over the last few years, it started with COVID and probably even started a little bit before that, um, you guys have probably been booming quite a bit as well. And with that, I'm sure comes the need to add as many host locations as you, as you can. Yes. Talk to us about how you expand and get more. Yeah, totally. So my biggest fear running Harvest Hosts is that we would oversell membership mm -hmm. and not have enough host locations because there's nothing more frustrating as an RVer than trying to get into a campground or trying to get to a host and they're like, they're full, right? we hate that. Um, and so we, we made sure as we grew, and you're, you're right, the pandemic really, really brought a lot of attention to mm -hmm. RVing, our membership more than doubled just in 2020. It was massive. And, and we're up now to 240,000 members, which is a lot, but we've also 10X the number of hosts. And so we now have a, a host recruiting team of like six full-time employees who are working the phones, working you know email, taking inbound, taking member suggestions. And they're now recruiting between 200 and 300 new Harvest Host locations every month. 
Um, and then on top of that, 100, 200 new Boondockers Welcome locations. So we're adding, we're gonna add thousands of new locations this year. That's kind of like our North Star. We think healthy network, members will be happy. Yeah. And of course we do a lot of advertising and everyone's probably seen our advertising all over um, to get members, but we really do think hosts first, have a healthy network, um, and then members will be happy. So it's been great for, for members. We've, we've been using Harvest Hosts more than, more than ever recently, and we haven't sort of experienced a whole lot of places unavailable, stuff like that. But I imagine it's been really great for hosts as well, especially during the pandemic when a lot of stuff shut down, a lot of small businesses uh, needing some help. And this is sort of an opportunity that can have RVers come park in their lots and support their business. Absolutely. And so we had a number of very touching um, testimonials from hosts, especially during the pandemic, who said they were literally going to lose the farm. Like we had a Vermont, Vermont farm that thought they were going to have to shut down and, and sell it. Um, but they said Harvest Host members just kept showing up. And that's neat. Um, and a number of wineries that were going to have to shut down because they had to close their tasting rooms. But members were able to keep attending, parking, and actually buying the wine and having it delivered to their door. Yeah. And so they're really, I mean, that, that's what I like about this business. It's a it's a win-win business. Um, members obviously love it, unique experiences, great stories. Hosts also benefit. And our members this year will spend over $40 million directly with those hosts that they visit. It, it turns into about thirteen dollars to $20,000 on average for those hosts per, per year, directly from our members. And we don't take any of that. We never charge the hosts to be in the program. We don't take any cut of revenue. Um, it, it's a feel-good business. And yeah. that, that's kind of what I like about it. Um, we, we, we sit in the middle, obviously, like always working on the website, working on the app. We've lots of new features coming by the way. Um, but yeah, it feels good. It feels good. Cause every, everyone, I like to say that every party involved in our company comes out ahead mm -hmm. and, and that's a nice company. So last time we talked, I don't think, uh, you had acquired boondockers welcome at that point. And we were big boondockers welcome users back mm -hmm. then. And we hadn't used harvest hosts that much at that time. Uh, but now the two are integrated, uh, which is great because they're very similar platforms. Yes. But tell us uh, how that integration's gone. Uh, how's it going for our, uh, for Boondockers Welcome members and hosts? Yes. So probably like you, um, I was a member of Boondockers Welcome long before we bought it. And, and in fact, I've admired the company just as long as I've admired Harvest Hosts. And so I've known Marianne and Anna for years and and you're and Five years ago when I bought Harvest Host, I reached out to them as well and said, hey, I know you're not looking to sell now, but I want to plant the seed. If you ever consider you know, retiring and you want a new project, this feels like a really good combination. And so keep us in mind. And so we did um, last year, we officially bought the company in May and it's been a fantastic integration. You know, they're, they're not without its trials and tribulations because there were two disparate technology systems, websites. We combined them on the back end, so we took about a year to put everything together so that if you're a member of both, you can see all the same pen, you know, one map for all the pens, one booking system for all the reservations. Um, but now that they're combined, it's, it's just, it's been awesome. And, and it feels like a no-brainer. Yeah. Because they're, you know, they're different, but very similar. And the overlap in customer bases was pretty high. So um, hopefully you're enjoying it. Has yeah. it been a good experience as a user? It, it's, it's, been, it's been fantastic. We have had, uh, We've had no issues other than the occasional host not responding to a quest request that, you yeah. know, and that's to be expected, but uh, we've had no issues. So that, my only wish is that 
the Walmarts were on Harvest House and right. we could book them there yeah. and, and keep all the riffraff out. And yeah. <laughs> I, I worry that Walmarts might be just going away entirely yeah. soon as a category. Um, I, you know, they're, they're, yeah, I, that's my concern. Well, they, I, you know, they, they are, I mean, not instantly, but over time they're certainly reducing and the, the stuff that we have seen at some, you know, we've seen, we've seen a campfire on the ground, wood on the, on the, on the pavement yeah. in a Walmart parking lot. And that's, that's the kind of thing those businesses are not going it, it, to. It's like, with. it's the epitome of the term. This is why we can't have nice things. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's great. That's that's what's so great about something like Harvest Host is that we have the ability to sort of like the businesses can say, we only want to have four RVs here at night and we have this spot for you to park and they can, you know, make sure you're a, a good human when you reserve. And right. there's some rules involved that your rig has to have meet, cert, meet certain requirements, right? That's right. Yeah. So we've got the code of conduct and um, the basic requirement is that you have a self-contained RV meaning the big one is you have a bathroom, right? That's a huge one because most of these businesses uh, or private properties uh, will close and you'll, you'll have the place yourself, no access to facilities. And so having a bathroom on board is the most important, having your own food, your own water. Um, and then it's really like code of conduct kind of boils down to leave no trace, like the camping mentality, right? Like whatever you take in, take out, yeah. you know, don't be, um, don't be a jerk. You know, I always say, pretend you're staying at your grandmother's house. Would you like leave trash on her floor? Probably not, right? So um, just be a good person. You kind of nailed it. And, and we, we, when we bring members on, we really push that code of conduct throughout the process, right? Before you join, as soon as you join, when you get emailed, when you first log in, you have to go through and agree to each one of the terms. And they're not draconian. They're just very basic things. Call before you show up or book before you show up. Um, only stay 24 hours. You know, th there's some basic tenets. And do the hosts have the ability to sort of report back to you if they have an issue with somebody? They do. And that's something that's we put in uh, about a year ago. Uh, members are always able to review and comment on hosts, but we finally put in a two-way system. So now hosts can say, Jason and Abby were fantastic guests. Um, you know, they were polite, they were prompt, they left on time, they cleaned up. Um, and we do see that. And so rarely, and luckily it's rare, we'll get complaints. Yeah. And, and, but we, and we take them seriously. And the customer service team, which is now like 10, 10 uh, full-time employees strong, they will reach out to members and say, hey, this is an issue, this is a warning. Um, and sometimes we remove members from the program. Yeah. And sometimes we remove hosts, but not often. That's all really important for, for Boondockers Welcome too, where you've got people staying on your, your, at your house sometimes. Yes. And, and you wanna be able to sort of see, is that person somebody that, that uh, other hosts have been happy with, right? right. So I'm sure that, really helps them a lot. It does, and the booking system, you know, was implemented about a year ago, uh, and, and Boondockers Welcome's always had a booking system, which is great. Mm -hmm. Harvest hosts used to be, you'd pick up the phone and call, um, which was challenging, right, at, at a minimum, but then it, it opened this problem of people who weren't members uh, just showing up. Now the booking system's taking care of a lot of that, yeah. because if you own a winery, you know, hey, I've got two people that are staying tonight, I know exactly who they are, see a picture you know, of their rig, like we're, we're starting to require some photos of your rigs, so you know, know you're a real person and who you are. Um, the booking system's helped a lot on that front. And then as a user, I love it because there's nothing worse than uncertainty in RVing, yeah. right? And um, it's nice to be able to look at a calendar and say, oh, nice, like down the street here, we've got this amazing brewery. It's open on Saturday night, click, request, and very quickly you know, hear back. 
Yeah, that's the that's always the big problem when you're when you're going to be sort of dry camping overnight somewhere. You sort of say, okay, I've got this Walmart as an option. I got this uh, this rest area as an option. This BLM land as an option. Yeah. Probably the BLM land was your first option, but you know you yeah. you pick a few spots just in case one doesn't work out. And when you've got a Harvest Hosts or a Boondockers Welcome, you you're pretty much guaranteed that you've got that spot because you've yes. you've booked it. And you know you're supposed to be there, like. To me, there's nothing, I guess this goes back to uncertainty. There's nothing worse than the dreaded like knock in the middle of the night. Yeah. Right? And you're yeah. like, you don't know if it's police, security, someone trying to rob you. Like your mind goes to the worst places. You don't like, it's just not good. Um, so when you know you've got a booking with a host, you've got an email confirmation, text confirmation, peace of mind. It's so great to, be to you see like harvest host parking signs yeah, now yeah, in all yeah. sorts of locations. Totally. I, I love that. I, yeah. Sometimes we find new places that we didn't even think about them being harvest hosts, yep. but we noticed that they are because they've got a, got a harvest host sign. Yeah, and our members, by the way, are awesome. Like so many of our new hosts, I'd say 20% of our hosts right now that are coming on are coming on proactively. Like they're finding us, they've heard about us. And a lot of times that's from members who go to a winery that maybe is not in the program and say, hey, you should be in harvest host. You got space to park. You could, you could, they could bring you a lot more business. So we appreciate uh, the members get, making suggestions too. Well, Joel, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, give us the, the quick where to go. Yeah, um, harvesthost.com. Uh, you can find everything there about membership. Uh, it's not very expensive. The idea is keep the price low. Uh, it's one annual fee, about $100. Gives you unlimited access to stay at all 4,200 Harvest Host locations. You can then upgrade for not too much, $20, $30 to get Boondockers Welcome. Um, and that gives you another 3,000 locations. And the idea is keep the price low so you support this, you know, the businesses that you visit. We really appreciate that. They appreciate it. If you're a small business or a private property owner and you want to welcome RVers, uh, you can also find that information on the website. It's a little link on the top that says four hosts. Um, we'd love to have you. It's a really fun program for everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Jason. This episode of News from the Parks is supported by ParkWolf, the ultimate app for visiting U.S. national parks. With ParkWolf, you can view upcoming places and amenities as you drive through the park, locate the nearest gas, food, bathrooms, and pullover points. ParkWolf's wildlife maps show you the best times and places to see or avoid wildlife, along with a feed of the latest wildlife sightings and photos from the parks. ParkWolf even makes it possible for you to view your live location and direction on official park maps while staying up to date on current MPS alerts and advisories. ParkWolf keeps working even if you lose service. To learn more, download the ParkWolf app for iPhone free from the Apple App Store today. We are back and our thanks to Joel Holland and the entire team at Harvest Hosts. They had such a nice little area set up over in the RV West lot. And in fact, they even hosted a meet and greet for us, which was very, very nice. Yeah, so thanks to all of you that came out to the meet and greet. Yes. Uh, it, was, it was a great time and hopefully we can do one again where it's not raining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be really nice. The last two meet and greets that we have had have been raining. Yeah. I don't know if that's just going to become like our thing now. Maybe. I hope not. And speaking of doing our thing, it is time to check the level of our tanks. Jason, what is in your fresh tank this week? And by fresh tank, I actually mean your black tank. This is the second time I've redone this. Okay, go for it. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't so much of a, a black tank, uh, but a funny story. So we're... We're camped right next to a dump station. Um, and, you know, it's far enough away from us that we don't 
looks like smell a it or anything. Literal and it's, black tank. It's hidden behind bushes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there, two instances. You were gone. You were out shopping yesterday, and two incidents happened at that dump station that I want to share. Uh, <laughs> one being that there was a car. One being that there was an RV that sort of had waited quite some time for somebody to finish dumping and they were sort of behind them and this is this particular dump station there's no room to make a line so you have to kind of just wait a little right. bit out of the way a bit right so they waited for a very long time for the RV in front of them to dump their tanks and it pulled out and they must not have noticed right away because they didn't pull up right away and it just so happened there's almost there's hardly anybody driving through here but it just so happened at right that moment, another RV just whipped right in there and took the dump <gasps> station. <laughs> wow. And I thought, and it was so obvious that they were sitting there waiting for the dump station too. That is, that's, so um... the other thing though, hmm. was then a, um, a truck pulling a trailer comes up to use the dump station. Mm-hmm. And they have, uh, and I'm sorry, no, it was an SUV. Uh, pulling a trailer comes up to use the dump station and they have laying over the top of the SUV over the roof of the SUV uh-huh. their water hose two sewer hoses oh, some towels and stuff it. like that and then they finish and then they come back around and their sewer hoses again they have laid over the top of their <laughs> SUV and they're dripping Stop it. Are they dripping onto the SUV? Yes. Oh, that is so gross. People do some weird stuff at dump stations. So oh, that's my black tank. That's like a literal black tank. <laughs> All right. What's in your fresh tank this week? My fresh tank is, I, I, I is this a fresh tank? I don't know. But I'm going to tell you about it. And you tell me if this is a fresh tank. Okey the doke. The, uh, Folks at Kurt, Kurt is a division of Lippert, who we talked about earlier, but Kurt makes generally makes sort of towing products. Um, they have come out with a new development for trailers, which they say is sort of an industry first. Uh, it's anti-lock brakes for trailers to keep your brakes from seizing up when you slam on your brakes in a trailer. Uh, and Grand Designs are going to be the first ones to have these. They're going to be Grand Design exclusive at first. Uh, and so I don't know if it's all Grand Designs or just sort of top of the line. Grand Designs are, are going to have anti-lock trailer brakes. So maybe this is a fresh tank if that is a safety feature that is needed. But I don't know. Is that a safety feature that's needed? I, 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 I genuinely don't know if... Anti-lock brakes will help braking on a trailer. I'm trying to, you know, run my brain through the physics of Mm -hmm. that. And have I heard of that being a problem in the past, which I have not. But I would love to know if anyone out there knows if if this is a thing that is that is something that is needed, or is this a is this a gimmick uh, that is there to make us feel safer? Uh, But I'm 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 very curious because the press release didn't really offer stats on that. So a vague press release. There was even a press release to look at. I mean, that's the first step. There was even a press release. Yeah. If you have an opinion on this, uh, head over to the RV Miles Facebook group and just tag Jason over there. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, just let us know down in the comments below. 
All right, Abby, what is in your black tank this week? So we talked a little bit at the beginning of the show about the balloon fiesta. And I want to preface this, but I think this is a little bit more of a gray tank than necessarily a black tank. But I am gray tanking the communication uh, by the balloon fiesta to those of us who were in attendance at the balloon fiesta. Uh, The balloon fiesta itself is an incredible experience. RVing, the South lot is where it's at. That's where the party's at. Like, it's a fantastic experience. We've been two years in a row. We're definitely going to take a break for a little bit, though. My problem this year was because of the rain, it made things very difficult to, especially in the evenings, to predict whether or not there was going to be an evening glow. Now, the Balloon Fiesta operates a Twitter account and several other ways that they can keep in touch with those who are attending to let them know if the flag is red or yellow or green, and green means go, uh, perhaps what the wind conditions are at that time, all of these things to help everyone make informed decisions. Consistently, that information, uh, that second week, as the weather was very uh, much kind of destroying all of their plans, the information started to become less and less, and it started to become very vague, mm-hmm. especially in the evening when thousands and thousands of people have shown up or thousands and thousands of people are stuck in traffic trying to get into the fiesta, and you can see the storms coming in, you can see the winds picking up. You know, they have such a small window that they can safely do this, that the pilots can safely do this. Nobody wants the pilots to put those balloons in dangerous situations or themselves or anything. And the fiesta would just, it was always like, we have hope, we have hope, it's all going to happen. And everyone there knew, like, this isn't happening. There's this, we could see the storm literally coming over the mountains. The temperatures have dropped, the winds have picked up. And in the end, it ended up feeling like a really big cash grab to keep people on the field. And then it would be super last minute that they would cancel it. Once they had, I think, what they thought were the bulk of the people there, then it would finally be like, oh, well, here's the truth actually and then two seconds later everyone gets dumped on yeah and a lot of the weather was was very surprising i I, it did come out of nowhere it wasn't in the the forecast out there but even when that happened it was like okay it's pouring now it is pouring rain it's can we cancel like we're not uh we're not letting people uh shelter we're not getting them off the field. It, it was it was a it, little chaotic. It was a little chaotic. You and the kids got, you went down Friday night with um, the dad and the girls of our friends while uh, the mom and I, we opted not to go. And um, you all got soaked. Yeah. It, it, it was it, monsoon. And it was shocking to, to everybody, including them. I know because the balloons, the balloons cannot be, you know, if they put them away wet, they've got to then get them out and dry them out. And yeah. that's exactly what happened and because I, they had to like, there were, there were warehouses that, uh, volunteered to let the balloonists come in, open mm-hmm. them up and dry them out. Uh, because a lot of them got wet that night. And I think what I was most frustrated about about that night and you know hearing y'all's story afterwards was that 
it is this, it's pouring. And there's very few places for people. They want people off. They're literally saying, shelter in place, get off this field. It's dumping rain. And we're with our friends. They wouldn't let you bring them into the media tent so that they could get out of the rain. And I just thought I was, I just thought that that was kind of uh, a little, hmm. Like, so instead they were like, no, you with the media badge and your kids can come in. But these other, this, this other guy and his two little girls, they got to go find somewhere else to go. And I just thought, you know what, at that point. It really was, it really was about the communication. The communication was just, uh, was just rough and, and letting people know what was, what was going to be canceled and what wasn't. They, they needed to do a much better job Well, and it just, it reflected across the comments that were being made to them across social media. And I felt that that was what was most disheartening because it really started to overshadow everything else for them. I mean, people were leaving comments like, I had a really great time this year at the Lumberjack Drone Show fireworks fiesta because that's, you know, and they can't control the weather. There's nothing they can do about it. But when you begin to, when people start to smell that you're not being honest with them, when they're asking, should I hold my ticket and come for another night? And, And you're putting out information that makes everything seem like it's good to go. And then they get there. And you're like, well, don't leave. Go see all of our vendors. There was also a lot of confusion as to whether you could then reuse your ticket on another night if the main event was canceled. And Um, I, I, I don't have this confirmed. I, but I read several reports where people said they were not allowed to. And you were supposed to be able to allowed to. But anyway, so I just that was. It's a little bit of a gray take because I really think it did overshadow what was supposed to be a really big celebratory event. It was their fiftieth, and I think instead some bad. as we should predict, it's like three o'clock, two o'clock in New Mexico. Here comes the, the wind. The wind is really picking up. I'm sure you uh, can hear it in the microphones. It is. It's getting kind of strong here, which is but it's I nice because it's it's a little. The sun's a little hot on good. my back. So, uh, but I do think it was kind of a really bad uh, yeah. PR. Uh, it was just some bad PR this year. What is in your fresh tank? So my fresh tank, though, goes to all the fantastic RVers that were at the balloon the balloon fiesta those that uh weathered all of that rain and storm and they weathered it with grace and they were all out there boondocking and just trying to have their best life and enjoy being there and trying to find the joy in all of it and i just want to say to all the thousands of you especially those of you who came for that second weekend it just you know it really helped i think with sort of the attitude of everything that people really tried to keep their spirits up. And certainly those who came to that RV Miles meetup that we had at the Harvest Host Tent that second Wednesday, and it started to rain about an hour into the event, and y'all just stuck with it. We all just kind of huddled into the tents. Everyone had a good time. The kids ran around and played, and I just and no one ever seemed... Uh, downtrodden by it and I I just I I drew a lot of inspiration for that from that so thank you to everyone who you know came out there and knowing that it's not always going to be a perfect sunny New Mexico day all right that's it for this week's episode of the RV miles podcast yes it is and hey if you are an Amazon Prime member I don't know if you've heard this but apparently we all get like extra prime days as we're going into the holidays can you believe we're already talking about this but we are so if you are taking advantage of some of those deals that are coming down the pipeline for the next couple months 
consider taking RV Miles with you. Just start at amazon.com slash shop slash RV Miles and anything you buy, Jeff Bezos is gonna send us about five cents per thing. It's fantastic. Uh, also, if you wanna connect with Jason and I, we are over at the RV Miles Facebook group. That's the best way to find us. Just come over there and join. You can tag us. We would love to talk to you. All right, I think that's it. Until next week, stay well, enjoy the fall season, and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.